Hey, my village. Thank you for tuning in to Tea with Coach Mo. It's your Coach Mo, parenting and business coach, back with another topic. Today's topic is called Black Lives Matter. As you all know, we are going through chaos on a daily basis here in the U.S. They're protesting outside of the U.S., but it's been something that's been going on for a very long time. It's just that technology has allowed it to be put on social media and put out there for more people to see and witness it and have proof even though that proof don't even matter in the courts because they still they'll see it happen and still say oh yeah they didn't do it or they're not found guilty and are not charged this is why things are abrupting into chaos um lately as you guys could see on the news tv everywhere it's just protesting everywhere so I wanted to talk to you guys about that today. It's hard in the day in life of an African American person, whether you're black male or black female or biracial, you're still going to be considered black. <laughs> I don't care how much of whatever you're mixed with, they're going to still consider you black. It's hard. We not okay. We've gotten to our breaking point where we're ready to just go crazy we're ready to snap you know that show snap where you just hold it in for so long and then it get to that boiling point where you just like enough is enough so we always have felt for a very long time that we had to work twice as hard we're taught this at a very young age you have to work twice as hard to succeed and prove yourself over anybody else because of the disadvantage that we have. We have to put on a mask every day. Not a physical mask. Like we have to be a whole nother person in the workplace, especially if you're in a professional workplace like me, your corporate America, working like call center environments where most of the time in places that I work, I was the only black girl and I have to be the representative. I couldn't be Monique. I had to be in my representative because I don't want to mess it up for the next black person to not get hired or whatever. They're like, oh, we're not going to hire any more black people because she messed it up for everybody. So it puts you in that position where you have to be in your representative just to be able to go to work. You put on that white girl call center voice. All you black people know what voice I'm talking about, where you're just so professional <laughs> And people can't tell who you are, like what your race is based on your vo your voice and your tone over the phone. We have to like mask our true feelings. So even if it was hard to roll out of bed in the morning, especially seeing all this stuff going on every day, it's exhausting. Mentally, physically, emotionally, it's just exhausting. And then you got to go about your day like nothing ever, nothing's happening out in the world. You still have to put on your representative, go to work, be in good spirits. You got to talk yourself to go into work. Most people I know have done this where you put up to your job and you're in the parking lot. You're just having this conversation with yourself like, I could get through today. You're like pumping yourself up, trying to get motivated to deal with the people at work because either you deal with discrimination at work, you deal with inequality. You might be the lowest paid person doing the most work, doing other people's job, but not getting paid for it. It's a lot that happens with us and that we have to endure and deal with on a daily basis. 
that people don't really pay attention to because it's not happening to them and they never experienced it. But we have to swallow that. We have to swallow our pride. We have to swallow all that and take it until we can make it and be in a position to do better or be able to be a boss. That's why African-American is the fastest growing entrepreneurs out so far, especially black women. They're the most educated in the world, but we still get paid less than everybody. So that's why we're being entrepreneurs and making our own lane and we're starting to get smart about it and get our piece of the pie and have our cake and eat it too. We are not okay. Some days it's very difficult to put up with that coworker. Sometimes you'll be waiting for them to say something so you can just come out of character, let them have it and come back into character. Like I had that moment before at work. I'd be like, don't make this Compton girl come out. <laughs> because I'm not going to play with you. So sometimes you get out of line just to check them and let them know, okay, don't let this representative fool you because <laughs> I can go there. But we have to show up in our representative. We have to coach our kids from generation to generation on how to deal with police. You know that's the most difficult conversation to have with your child. And me as a parent coach, it's like, my son is biracial. He don't look like me. I'm dark-skinned. He's yellow. But he asks me, like, Mom, because I'm light-skinned, do I have to worry about the police killing me? That is the hardest conversation to have with your child. And I've been having this conversation with him since he was five years old when they first started putting out all these um, videos of police killings and things like that when it was really, really getting out of hand back in 2014. But now that he's 11, he's starting to see it for himself because he is see it on social media. I don't even watch the news, but he still find out because of social media, YouTube, all these different um, avenues where he could have access to it. And I'd rather have the conversation than for him to find out a different way and not have a good understanding. But at a young age, we were trained and coached by our parents. If we get put over, don't say nothing. Don't make no sudden moves. Like, that's crazy that we have to get taught that just to save our life. And even still then, they're killing us. Even when you follow all the rules. So it's confusing to talk to your kid about it when they're like, I followed all the rules and it's still, it still happened. It didn't matter. But it's hard. We try our best to give our kids a normal life and shield them from the harsh reality of the world for as long as we can because they are just so innocent. They have no clue. My son used to want to be a police when he grew up. He used to always tell me, Mom, I want to be a police when I grow up. Until he started seeing police killing kids, he don't want to be a police anymore. And that saddens me because it killed his dream. That might have been his purpose, but because of what's going on, it killed his dream of wanting to be a police. We have to have those difficult, heart-to-heart conversations with our kids, no matter what the age, because... Kids don't understand. They're innocent. They're still at this naive stage in life where everything is perfect. Nobody can do any wrong. They don't see the reality. They like to be in a virtual world with technology, all that, but they don't really see what's really going on. We have had generational curses of mental, physical, and emotional abuse and instability. 
I believe even being in the psychology field and my background and my degrees being in psychology, there needs to be a diagnosis for this, like for racism. Um, because I feel that a lot of African-Americans suffer from PTSD due to racism, due to the abuse and everything that's happened to them and traumatized them over the years. We live in fear, literally. We fear that we can't even leave our doors unlocked because scared that someone's going to come in and kill us in our own home. We can't drive without being paranoid that the police is going to pull us over, even though we ain't did nothing wrong and we're legit. We have to fear just going for a jog. It's unacceptable for us to have to feel this way. So now with all this stuff going on and people are scared, it's like, you're gonna, if we're going to be scared, you're going to be scared. And I seen that today and that message hit me so different where they're like, oh, we have to live in fear. So everybody going to live in fear. That just meant something, a whole totally different message for me. And I was like, wow, now they experience what we've been experiencing our whole life. And it's crazy. We have to pray a lot different than most people. We pray a lot more. I pray every time I get in the car to make it to my destination safe and back home because of fear. Sometimes I don't even go anywhere because I'm like, with all this stuff happening, I don't want any excuse or any reason for anybody to pull me over, bother me, whatever. We don't even have a curfew, but I don't even drive at night because I'm like, I don't need no reason to be bothered. Because I know in this state that I'm in right now, I might snap. I might not be able to bite my tongue. I might not be able to hold my peace. Because it might come out in the wrong way. But I'm not going to set myself up for failure. That's another thing. We bite our tongue a lot. We hear racial slurs all the time. People joke. The jokes are not even funny. But we just let it roll. We let them get away with it. But enough is enough. We're tired. We are tired. We pray that we don't have to get out of character. And it's a shame that we have to be in character and we are not allowed to really be free, fearless, and be ourselves because we either get judged, discriminated against. When people hear like, oh, you're from Compton, they're like, you don't seem like you're from Compton. I'm like, what do that mean? How do people in Compton act? Are you just watching on the TV? The media, what they tell you about Compton, and Compton is nothing like what you see on TV. They're the most friendly people. Everybody know each other. Compton is not that big. It's an amazing city to live in. But we have to live in fear because people scared of you and you ain't even doing anything. I don't have any criminal background. I've been like a straight A student since elementary, never been suspended a day in my life, never even had a fight a day in my life. But because I'm an African-American woman, I'm 6'1", people are intimidated by that. So it's like, I have to carry myself and protect my energy to make sure I come across soft. I come across friendly, approachable, so that people won't fear me. And that took practice. I hired a, a feminist coach 
to teach me how to channel my feminine energy to come off a different way and not aggressive. We don't speak up much because of fear of being retaliated upon, especially in the workplace, because then you'll be labeled as the angry black woman. And that's so frustrating. We are not at our, we're now at our boiling point where we can't hold it together anymore. And the conversation needs to be in the room. People need to be educated on what and what a day in life of an African-American looks like. What all we endure that can be avoided by just educating people. With the pandemic and our idiot, idiotic, <laughs> racist president, we have come to the point where we are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we are declaring that enough is enough. And it's, I love seeing the positivity, like people coming together, other races uniting with us, out there protesting with us, out there um, on the front line, risking their health because we are still in a pandemic. But they're speaking up and they're no longer biting their tongue because they've been seeing this go on on and on and on. There's no other race that would complain about the same thing for all these hundreds of years obviously something is true in what we're saying if we're saying the same thing forever it's like that is crazy do you think we're lying this is what we experience it's real and too often we wake up to another black man being killed or women being killed and it's so frustrating. And they're being killed by the people that's supposed to protect us. How are we going to feel safe when we can't even trust law enforcement? Women are getting their ass beat at home and they're scared to call the police for domestic violence because they don't want a death sentence for the person. They want them to be punished, but they don't want a death sentence because you call the police to your house and you might get murdered. No one should feel threatened to call the police for help and be in fear that you might not get help, you might get murdered. No one should have that feeling. The police don't get charged for the um, murders. That's what they're called. And it just go away. And they pretend like nothing happened, like nothing was on video. There's all the proof you need right there just on camera. But that don't mean anything. So it's like we have to learn to do something different. We are tired. So I wanted to let you guys know what we need to do as a community, as a just human beings. Just be vigilant. Pay attention. Speak out. Do mental health check-ins, especially on the parents, <laughs> because we not okay. Especially check on your strong friends, because they're not okay. Invest in our community. We are very smart, and we can control a lot through money, because that's all it's all about. Money equals power. 
we can buy up businesses, real estates, join together and join forces, build a bank, unite. That's how things are built. There's a team. There's a group. People are coming together. Other cultures do it all the time. They will sacrifice and live together all in one house to build a business. Then when that business get off the ground and they invest in the next business and they build generational wealth, that's what us African-Americans need to learn how to do. Stop being everyone for themselves and being selfish because this person want this cut and this person want to control this. We need to learn how to work together. And to deal with all this stuff, we have to be meditating. You have to clear your mind. You have to get all this out some way. You cannot hold all this in. You will go crazy and snap for real. Pray. That's the first thing I do before I go to sleep when I wake up. Pray and I meditate. Then I journal in my prayer journal. <laughs> um, we just really need to come together and make a plan. Make a plan to build our own grocery stores, have our own banks, have our own schools. If they don't want to help us, we got to help ourselves. Handouts is not going to be there for us. Nobody cares. So we have to care more than they do. Then they'll learn to respect us. We need to stop protesting because that ain't doing nothing. We've been protesting for so many years and the same shit keep happening. So obviously protesting is not the answer. Looting is definitely not the answer, especially when you're damaging and breaking into Black-owned business. How can we build our community up when you're tearing it down? Who tears down their own community? That don't make sense. We're already struggling going through a pandemic and these businesses are trying to survive and then you come and destroy it. That is stupid. We need to stop. Karma is a bitch. So you're stealing robbing stores for what eventually you're gonna get caught because they're filming everything there's enough video to capture people they're gonna wait till the stuff calm down and they're gonna start bringing people in so it's like don't do the stupid stuff because it makes us look stupid even though i know there's a lot of people out there that are not african-american that's actually doing it and it makes it look like it's on us but we control the narrative because at the end of the day it's going to all come back on us. They're going to all look at us like, you guys did this, you destroyed your own community. Support Black-owned businesses. We have to help build each other up. Go, if people graffitied on the walls and stuff, go paint. Go help that business get back on its feet if it was destroyed. July 7th, don't spend any money. We can impact the whole economy by just not spending money. Save your money or buy black. That's all I got for you guys today. I am so sorry. I'm feel frustrated, but I'll be okay. Just pray for me. And I'm praying for y'all. Be safe, be vigilant. Please be smart. If you can stay home, stay home. You don't need to be out on the front line. Yes, I know people are doing it because they want to prove a point, but that protesting has not worked for us. We need to try something different. We need to impact in a whole different way and strategize, make a plan. And that starts with don't spend any money July 7th and also stay home. 
be safe. We are still going through a pandemic. Don't be stupid. We don't need the numbers to go up and the whole rest of the year be shut down. Coach Mo out. Talk to you guys later.